Ramadan Reflections, Day 26, the daughters of Prophet Shu'aib, humble, respectable women with dignity. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. And welcome back to Ramadan Reflections, today being the 26th day of the blessed month of Ramadan for 2023. Today we come to yet another story which involves directly Prophet Musa, peace be upon him. In the past, if you've been following along in our series, we saw the favors which Allah provided upon, uh, provided to Musa, rather, peace be upon him, via his mother, via his sister, via the wife of the Pharaoh, Asiya, how she took him in as one of, one of her own and gave him protection and shelter and allowed him to grow and mature while living uh, in the precincts of the Pharaoh whom he would eventually remove. Today we look at how Allah speaks to us about two other respectable and noble women in the time of Prophet Musa, peace be upon him. These being the two daughters of Prophet Shu'aib, peace be upon him. And their very respectful uh, interaction with a total stranger whom they later end up uh, having as a part of their family. Now the Quran, before I get to the verse, the Quran paints this picture that Prophet Musa, peace be upon him, was one day at the side of a watering hole. An area where the local inhabitants, the farmers, those, those who tended to animals, would bring their livestock to drink water. The Quran tells us that there were numerous men there, which meant that it would be a rough area and something which would not be you know, perhaps the best place for a woman of, of a reputable, respectable honor and character to be in. Prophet Musa, peace be upon him, notices two young women in, the, in his periphery that had a flock of animals with them. But they were not taking them forward to drink of the water. They were kind of holding back. Now, before I go further, let us review these verses of Surah Al-Qasas, chapter number 28, verses 23, 24, and 25. And then we'll come back and see how Allah speaks about these great women in the Noble Quran. Allah says the following, When he arrived at the wells of Midian, he found there a group of people watering their flocks. And he found, apart from them, two women holding back their flock. He said, what is the matter with you? The two women said, we do not water our flock until the shepherds take their flocks away. It is we who do this work because our father is a very old man. So Musa watered their flock for them, and then he withdrew to the shade and said in supplication, my Lord, surely I am in need of whatever good you may send down to me. Thereafter, one of the two women approached him, walking bashfully, and said, My father invites you, so that he may reward you for watering our flock for us. So he, Musa, came to him, Prophet Shu'aib, and told him the whole of his story. He said, Shu'aib said, Worry no longer. You are now safe from the wrongdoing, oppressive people. Now, as we see, brothers and sisters, Prophet Musa, peace be upon him, approached the two young women and asked them why they were not taking their animals to the watering hole. After all, that's what they were there for. They traveled from wherever they were at home, presumably to water, get water to the animals. Now they're not fulfilling the, what they needed to do. Well, their response was based on their modesty and morality that they had. They were forced to work because, as they said, their father was old and he could not do the job himself. But they wanted to wait for the men to disperse before going forward and mingling with the men and bumping shoulders with the men. Now this really, brothers and sisters, 
Sisters, predominantly this is the first stage of us seeing the humility and religious observances of these ladies. That they didn't want to be around a crowd of men. Loud, presumably boisterous, pushing and shoving, wasn't a part of their character as daughters of a prophet. Daughters of dignity, daughters of respect for their own character. As we know, Prophet Musa was a man of justice, honor, integrity. He took their flock for the two ladies and he himself fed the animals from water, of the water. All the while remembering Allah through his beautiful supplication where he says, Oh my Lord, surely I am in need of whatever good you may send down to me. He was always having Allah in mind. Now this event concludes. Musa is sitting under the tree resting. The two ladies go home with their animals. But a short time later, one of the two sisters approaches Prophet Musa. And as the Quran clearly says, she was walking bashfully, with modesty, with humility. And she says to Musa that, you know, she went home, she spoke to her father, what happened? And then her father says, go back and invite that young man to come home so I could appreciate his services and maybe perhaps reward him for what he's done. He helped the family out. We need to reward, right? Now, let me cut the discussion here short because there is a lot more to say. We could say it's a lengthy story, but I just wanted to focus on one aspect and, uh, and conclude from this passage for today. You know, the Quran notes a very specific point which many people may have overlooked, but it says, Thereafter, one of the two women approached him walking bashfully. What the Quran calls al-istihya. Now, in order to stress on the humility this woman has and her dignity and her self-honor and self-worth and the fact that she was not out there flaunting her body for all the men to see, that she had a sense of modesty to her, not only in the way she spoke to Musa, but as this word even shows, even how she walked. She walked with poise, with decorum, not that she's showing off or, and, you know, doing, God forbid, anything else. And this provides us really with another aspect of her hijab, which I don't want to look at in detail today. We talked about hijab over two sessions, but it shows us her modest mannerisms with non-mahram men. And this verse, brothers and sisters, should give us pause to think that Allah would mention something so what we may consider to be trivial as a style of walking. But rather, it should again get us to think and realize the importance of ensuring how we interact with people in society. The women, how you are interacting with the men that you are not related to. And obviously as men, how we are interacting with women that we are not related to. We need to maintain a sense of modesty, humility when we deal with the opposite gender. In any case, I'm going to conclude our brief review of the daughters of Prophet Shu'aib. Peace be upon him. Although, there, again, their story is quite lengthy and unique. A lot of things happen. He gets married. He works. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. And again, we don't have time to go through this year, month of Ramadan. And I recognize that I'm only really touching the tip of the iceberg in these Ramadan reflections on all of the themes up until today. But I hope and pray that you'll take the time to read more about these great women mentioned in the Quran and do your own homework. And hopefully come to even deeper conclusions than what we are providing here. So therefore, join, me, join us tomorrow as we continue in our Ramadan reflections and turn our attention to the greatest woman to ever walk the face of this earth, the leader of all women from the beginning of creation until the end. I'm talking about none other than Fatima Zahra. May God's peace and blessings be upon her. 
Until tomorrow, brothers and sisters, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.